the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by George Rodriguez on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on KLUP 930 AM radio in San Antonio, of course, the answer. Well, let's start with uh, some information, or should I say some news, some news about illegal immigration and what's going on around us, uh, not only here in San Antonio and in Texas, but all, all, all around us. Uh, my friends, it, it's, it's really out of control, and I, you know, uh, we'll try to be positive towards the end of our, uh, of our little cast, newscasts uh, this segment. But uh, let's begin with um, you know, the presidential campaigns that, uh, are hot and heavy for the Democrats on the Democrat side. And we have yet another uh, pre- Democrat um, presidential candidate, uh, this time Kristen Gildebrand, um, making an outrageous and absolute ridiculous comment and statement regarding uh, rewarding, uh, excusing and rewarding illegal I- aliens. She wants to, uh, on uh, on the 20th, uh, on uh, Wednesday, she claimed that um, she wants to expand Social Security to, for people that are living in the, in, in the United States illegally. Again, my friends, again, <clears throat> some of them might be paying into the system. Yeah, that some of them might be paying into the system by, by working here illegally, by working here illegally, and by being in the United States illegally. So what does the word illegal mean to these folks? Absolutely nothing. You know, and when you pay them, when you when you give them a benefit, when you provide a benefit to this to these folks, my friends, uh, you're rewarding them. You're rewarding them. What's the point of being a U.S. citizen if you if if a, a if an illegal alien is going to get the same benefits, privileges, and and rights? What's the point? In another item, get this, get this. Okay, never mind the amount of of foreign aid we already give these nations. It was reported on also on Wednesday in the in the Washington Examiner that uh, immigrants and this is the the you know I'm getting tired of, of them using just that uh, that phrase immigrants immigrants from three Central American nations let, I'll call them what it is illegal aliens from three Central American nations uh, are are sending home uh, in in the past decade they have sent home a total of a hundred and twenty billion dollars with a b 120 billion dollars guatemala honduras and el salvador those are, are the are the, are the uh, uh three nations that are sourced but the folks that are living here you know the folks that are living here uh illegally are sending over 17 billion just just for guatemala uh honduras and el salvador Sending home seventeen billion dollars alone a year, a year every year seventeen billion dollars home. I, it's a, I, it's outrageous, my friends. That is absolutely outrageous. Because on top of that, the American taxpayer is giving these countries is giving these countries uh, foreign aid. I, it's outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous. And then Kristen Turk so. Uh, Gildebrand wants to turn around and expand Social Security for these people that are here illegally. Aren't they taking enough of our money? I mean, really, my friends, aren't they taking enough of my money? Gosh. Uh, then, then also the Pew Report, and that, you know, I'm so tired of the Pew Report. I'm kind of tired. Uh, I'm tired of the Pew Pew Research folks, uh, as well as the Cato folks. But we'll talk about the Cato folks later. Um, majority of public uh, of of folks. 
a major, majorities of publics, this is how they put it, a majority of publics around the world, around the world, they claim that immigrants strengthen their countries. Okay. And again, the, they, they use the word immigrant rather than, than, than identifying the difference between an illegal alien and an immigrant. But Pew Research throws it out there that 18 countries uh, that host half of the world's migrants, they say it's a good thing to have immigrants. Well, I believe it's a good thing to have immigrants, especially when your birth rate is so low thanks to uh, abortions. But there's a difference, my friends. There's a difference between an immigrant and an illegal alien. However, these uh, these folks, these researchers, apparently, not to mention the press, apparently they don't know the difference. Apparently they don't know the difference. Um, then there's then there's another situation that occurred this past week, um, where yet another illegal alien, another illegal alien, my friends, uh, who was under custody of the of uh, the border patrol, passed away. They died. Now, here's the facts. Here are the facts, because the Democrats and, and the liberal press are already having a meltdown uh, about how awful it is that another illegal alien, this is the fourth one in, uh, in, in about three months, this is the fourth one, uh, that another illegal alien died. Well, here's the facts. Here are the facts. When he was picked up, he, he was a 40-year-old Mexican uh, alien. When he was apprehended by the Border Patrol on March 17th, he was immediately taken to the Las Palmas Medical Center in, in El Paso that very same day that he was picked up because he was having flu-like symptoms, liver failure, and renal failure. Now, this guy died the next day. Now, my friends, again... This guy was already sick when he crossed into the United States illegally. His death is not a result of the Border Patrol doing anything wrong, of the Trump immigration uh, policy being wrong or being vicious or anything of the nature. It, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing. This guy was sick already when he crossed the border. How many people are sick when they cross the border, my friends? You know, but nevertheless, the deaths of these illegal aliens, and again, I love how the, um, how, how the press calls them migrant detainees, migrants. The, uh, you know, the deaths of these individuals has become such a hot topic. You know, uh, it, it just is, it, it's incredible how emotional the Democrats and the liberals and the liberal press, how emotional they get over this. But they forget that these people entered illegally and they were taken. They are taken to given. They are given the best uh, health uh, medical attention that money can buy in the world. However, they're already so far gone because of the way that they live in their countries. You know, nevertheless. Oh, and, and by the way, guess who pays? Guess who pays for their for their hospitalization? Guess who? You know, I'm sorry, my friends, but the government, the government, our government must protect American citizens first from illegal immigration. And let me throw it out there, too. It must protect us from illnesses, from foreign born illnesses. Ah, that's a fact. Another quick uh, news item that came up uh, this past week was um, this woman in uh, Clegburg County here in South Texas. She was arrested. Um. And uh, well, she was stopped and uh, for a simple traffic ticket and um, got all nervous. And they asked her, they searched her, et cetera, et cetera, gave them probable cause. And she was in possession of $8,500 in cash. Why? Well, because she was smuggling people from uh, South Texas, from McAllen to Houston. Mm hmm. According to uh, the uh, Clegburg County Sheriff's Office, this 27-year-old woman, Irene Dina Dimas, good last, good Irish last name, Dimas, uh, of McAllen, was driving southbound on the Highway 77 when she was stopped because she failed to yield. And when they searched the vehicle, they searched her. She had the she had $8,500 in cash, and she admitted to smuggling. She had been smuggling people to Houston. Mm, mm, mm. Um, it's great work if you can get it and if you're willing to uh, stick your neck out then there's another uh, another uh, incident that really really shows how bad things are out, out of control 
This happened in uh, this happened in, in um, El Paso uh, last Tuesday, where the Border Patrol agents apprehended two large groups of illegal aliens, consisting of over four, uh, of more than four hundred people. Now, four hundred people. Most of them, most of these four hundred people were quote unquote families. That means that they were women with kids or men with kids, people pretending to be a family unit. And I'll use that phrase, yes, pretending, because in many cases they're not. They're just uh, show, they're just bringing kids across to, uh, to stay. But uh, mo- many of them were, were most of them were, were uh, family units or single unaccompanied minors. Single unaccompanied minors. Now, do you know what's going to happen with these kids, with these folks, my friends? Do you realize what's going to happen with these folks? These folks are all going to declare, they were all from El Salvador, by the way, El Salvador and Honduras. You know, they were all, all Central Americans. These folks are going to, de- are going to claim asylum. They're going to be given an asylum court date hearing, or a court hearing date. Um, they are not going to stay, stay uh, in, in detention centers because the detention centers are overwhelmed, are overcrowded, and they can't stay there because uh, liberal judges have said that it, they are, that the detention centers are cruel and unusual punishment if they're overcrowded. So they're going to be given this hearing date, and they're going to disappear into, uh, into the American uh, social fabric. They're just going to disappear into American society. They're never going to show up for a hearing. They're never going to show up for a hearing. This is the problem. All we're doing is detaining them and releasing them. This is a huge, huge loophole that is being exploited by all these uh, Central Americans with families, these families and minors. It's a big loophole, my friends, that's being exploited. And sadly, sadly, there's very little that's being done about it. Very, very, very little that's being done about it. You know, it, it, uh, it, this, this loophole, uh, again, it is a reward. It is a reward. This loophole is a big reward for illegal aliens. Oh, my friends, it, it is very, very frustrating, especially when you've got over 400 in one place, in one place. We're going to take another quick break. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM, my friends. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Share our program. Thank you. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Let's continue talking about illegal immigration, giving you an update of what's going on uh, here in uh, our neck of the woods, as well as what's happening across the country. Um, we've been chatting a little bit about what's um, the uh, number of uh, you know, Salvadorans and Central Americans and other Central Americans that have uh, recently introduced themselves. And I'll put it in those terms. They walk up to the, uh, to the Border Patrol, introduce themselves, and declare that, uh, that they're seeking asylum, at which point they are detained and uh, placed in detention centers, which are really, which are very, very overcrowded. And then because of the, because they are overcrowded, because of the overcrowdedness uh, at these uh, detention centers, they are then released. They are released into, um, uh, they are given a parole, so to speak, released with a promise that supposedly they're going to return and present themselves 
uh, on a, at a court date, which the, of course they never do. So in essence, they are detained, released, and they disappear. And that's the end of it. So, um, okay, continuing on what else is happening on that front. Um, there was a uh, news item that came out uh, this past week also uh, regarding health. Now, there have been cases of, uh, of uh, diseases, communicable diseases that have been coming across for a long, long time. But uh, apparently not in the not in the amount and not uh, uh, as bad as it's it's gotten at this point. There's there was a report out of Lordsburg, uh, for example, that shows uh, another part of the problem of how uh, uh, Lordsburg, New Mexico, of of how uh, citizens are being impacted by uh, illegal immigration. Apparently, the people in that community, the citizens of that community, um, are complaining that uh, they're being pushed aside at uh, the only medical facility that exists uh, so that doctors can treat illegal aliens. Of course, the local media calls the illegal aliens immigrants, but apparently get, the illegal aliens are getting first, uh, first treatment. Uh, that, that's outrageous, my friends. It's absolutely outrageous. Dan Otero, uh, the CEO of Hidalgo Medical Services, uh, there in New Mexico, Lordsburg, <clears throat> says that uh, they are the only health provider in the county, uh, in uh, Hidalgo County of New Mexico. And um, so therefore, when they uh, pick up, when the Border Patrol picks up an illegal alien, they are required to take them in if they're sick. And uh, whereas he says that whereas in the past, uh, there were, you know, maybe five or six Per month, now it's jumped up to over 30 a month. 30. Now, again, this is a small community, and uh, when you start adding 30 or more illegal aliens uh, to, uh, to, to the uh, that require medical attention, that, uh, that, that, that puts a, a great deal of stress on the system. Uh, the Hidalgo County Commissioner there in that area named uh, Joel uh, Edwards, he's worried about it. Uh, and he says that when you start mixing and mingling in the same clinic, uh, people that have these exotic diseases, uh, you know, you begin to worry about it. He says that there was one individual that came in with a flesh-eating disease. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, it, it becomes... All right, so they're coming in with these exotic diseases, and it's impacting, my friends. It's impacting upon uh, upon the citizens. Uh, that that's just not. It it is absolutely not fair. Uh, under the under the um, the guise or under the t- the topic of fake news, um, I, I have another example for you. Something that happened this past um, week, where the Laredo Martin Times covered a border rally that went on. Uh, a week ago, and uh, somehow they just couldn't find a contrary point of view. The, the the reporter couldn't find a contrary point of view. The reporter, Julie Wallace, quoted five of the protesters uh, who opposed President Trump's uh, border wall, but she couldn't apparently find anybody uh, that supports the wall uh, to to mention in the in the story, nor could she uh, she herself challenge them on their point of view. Uh, The report uh, fails to mention any of the ample evidence that goes on in Laredo or any other border community regarding the illegal alien invasion, as well as the narcotics contraband uh, and crime that goes on. You know, however, reporting only one side of the story, my friends, that shows the local political bias in these communities. The same thing happened not too long ago in Eagle Pass, where there was a rally uh, for the wall. Uh, a very, very large rally for the wall, and the local newspaper reported nothing about it. Neither did the San Antonio Express, of course, which is the largest newspaper in South Texas. They didn't say a thing about it. But again, my friends, it shows the one-sided coverage of, uh, uh, of, of, of the issue and how the media is playing favorites. I mean, as long as they ignore uh, the reality, we're in trouble, my friends, because we are not going to be able to we're not we're just not being going to be able to to provide uh any kind of uh information education to the public and to the voters the voters remain uh by and large uninformed and uh subject to emotionalism 
Because when you see, when the only thing that you see on these TV stations, as well as read in the newspapers, is about the poor illegal immigrant, or immigrant as they put it, about the poor migrants, and you never hear the, the contrary, you never hear about... Uh, about why there are, you know, that they are here illegally, that that we are rewarding and excusing illegal immigration. You never hear about that. Well, of course, you're not going to be sensitive to it. Let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, cases, special cases that have happened, which are important to uh, to the issue of illegal immigration. Uh, this past week, for example, uh, the Supreme Court last Tuesday uh, ruled in favor of the Trump administration in declining or in deciding, should I say, in deciding that federal officials can detain illegal aliens uh, at any time for possible deportation, even after they have served their, their time in state and county uh, jails. Uh, the, problem, the problem has been that many uh, state and local communities, because they are sanctuary communities, will release criminals. Illegal alien criminals will release them and not cooperate with uh, with immigration folks, because under their their interpretation, these folks have served their time uh, in the crime that they committed locally, and so therefore they're they're going, they're going to release them. Well, you know, never mind that they've committed a federal crime, because they have committed a federal crime, they don't really care, and that's been their excuse. Well, now the the Supreme Court has come down and said, nope, you got to hold them, and they got to be det- they can be detained. Um, they can be ordered detained by the federal government, by the uh, immigration folks. You know, the U.S. has uh, uh, it, the U.S. has got to be protective of its citizens, particularly protect them from illegal alien criminals. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, the Trump administration <clears throat> argued in this case that the government has the authority to detain e- immigrants. Illegal aliens and immigrants that has, um, as they await de- deportation, even if they were arrested uh, by immigration authorities years after they served uh, their sentences, the Supreme Court has a, has agreed. You know, the um, it, it's it's just never too late uh, to catch and hold these people. It's just never too late. I, it, it just is amazing to me how, you know, uh, the, the, these liberals really try to bend the rules, bend the, the law, and justify things. In another one, another case, which is absolutely just outrageous, absolutely outrageous, my friends. Uh, judge Beth, uh, U.S. District Judge Beth Bloom from South Florida she was appointed to the bench in 2014 by um, uh, uh, by Obama. She recently ruled that it is not a crime for an illegal alien to use fake. Yes, that it's not a crime for an illegal alien to use fake federal documents to obtain a legitimate state license. That's what she ruled. That's what she ruled. Let me read that again. She said that it's not a crime for an illegal alien to use fake federal documents to obtain a legitimate state license, driver's license. Now, my friends, let me ask you real quick. Let me ask you, how can an unlawful and illegal act not constitute a crime? And how can you use that crime to justify a person receiving a legal privilege, which driving is a legal privilege? This is, again, this shows the outrageousness, the lack of logic that somebody like this Judge Bloom of South Florida, I mean, I, I'm not sure what kind of a judge she is and what kind of law she practices. One more item, my friends, one more item. Um, this one this one is a good one, in my, in my opinion, for our side. Illegal aliens who use fake Social Security numbers to get jobs uh, would be uh, easier to prosecute under a, uh, will now be, e- it's going to be easier to prosecute them under a new case that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear. It hasn't ruled on it yet, but just the fact that they're going to hear on it, uh, I think, is, is, is beneficial. Uh, this has to do with uh, a, a, a case that came out of Kansas City where, um, again, apparently a judge there, a liberal judge there, was thinking the same way that this other judge was in, in, uh, in Florida, that, uh, you know, fake documents, eh, no big deal. 
Well, you know, now uh, if they are using fake documents to get social security numbers, well, you know, just the fact that they're getting social security numbers and they're not supposed to be here, that within itself should constitute a crime. So uh, hopefully they'll, that'll be a new ruling that will, that will be in our favor to protect citizens rather than provide benefits and, uh, and privileges to illegal aliens. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez and Conservador talking to you in San Antonio, KLUP, 9.30 a.m., The Answer in San Antonio. We'll be right back. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his Internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, Please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on KLUP 930 AM, The Answer. All right, let's continue uh, talking about uh, giving you an update on what's happening with uh, illegal immigration. And this story, this report comes from uh, Lordsburg, New Mexico. Uh, and it shows another problem for citizens, uh, for U.S. citizens, uh, related to the illegal immigration uh, invasion that we've got. People who live um, there are complaining in Lordsburg and in that county, uh, I believe it's called Hidalgo County, uh, New Mexico, not to be concerned with, uh, confused with uh, Hidalgo County, Texas, but uh, the folks in Hidalgo County, uh, New Mexico, they are complaining because they're being pushed aside at medical facilities so doctors can treat illegal aliens. The local media, of course, uh, is calling them immigrants, but uh, apparently the uh, illegal aliens are taking um, are taking first position uh, on these medical facilities. Uh, the illegal aliens can be su- suffering from a variety of ailment, ailments when they are picked up or detained, uh, according to Dan Otero, the um, CEO of Hidalgo uh, Medical Services. And since um, this uh, Hidalgo Medical Services is the only, the only, figure that out, okay? Okay, understand that. They are the only uh, health provider in Hidalgo County. Uh, they are requ- required to take in the illegals and um, and uh, take care of their ailments. Otero says that the uh, border patrol agents uh, have always taken illegal uh, to have uh, always taken these illegal aliens to uh, the Lordsburg uh, the Lordsburg location. Excuse me, location to be seen. Uh, however, in the past, uh, they were only about five illegals per month. Now the number has jumped to over 30 uh, a month. And so uh, that is causing, I mean, you know, these are small rural medical services, my friend, small rural medical services, and it's causing uh, a problem. I mean, you know, when, uh, when you've got, uh, when you're a citizen, you're a taxpayer, et cetera, et cetera, and you are paying uh, for medical services, and then you can't get them because somebody who just crossed the border illegally is getting the services. I mean, that's, uh, folks, don't we see a problem with that? Lauren Cushman, who is also superintendent, who is superintendent of the uh, public schools there, uh, said that several parents have told them that, uh, st- uh, that and staff members at the public school, of course, that they, they will not go to the local clinics anymore because they're being bumped on their appointments. According to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection folks, back in January, an, an illegal alien was apprehended near uh, Lordsburg and was diagnosed, get this, he was diagnosed with a flesh-eating bacteria that needed immediate attention. So, of course, they ran him over to the uh, Hidalgo Medical Services. Uh, folks, you know, that not only, that not only uh, bumped a, uh, a citizen, 
it complicates the uh, – it, it compromises rather. It compromises the uh, facility because uh, now you've got these uh, diseases, heaven knows what kind, uh, floating around in the, uh, in the center. Uh, Hidalgo County Commissioner, the uh, county commissioner that um, – for the um, – uh, county Joel Edwards, he's worried about it. He says when you're mixing and mingling in in the same clinic with people uh, with these kind of diseases, uh, it, people are going to be very very concerned. The citizens are going to be very concerned that they're liable to catch these diseases. Well, no kidding, no kidding. There have been reports across the border, my friends, across the border in detention centers all, all over the Southwest that they are handling various outbreaks of, of illnesses such as mumps and measles. You know, America has a health and safety. Uh, America's health and safety, my friends, is truly under siege. Citizens are paying for these uh, health services, and, 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 and we are now suffering, you know, from it. We are now suffering from this illegal invasion. It's... It, it's out, outrageous and, 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 and incredible, just incredible. Uh, a second, uh, a second uh, story that came out, um, uh, in fact, just uh, just on Wednesday. Very, very interestingly, and this is this is a positive one. This is a positive one. In fact, we're going to try to finish with two positive ones here. Two positive ones. Uh, first one. Um, is regarding a social security fraud case uh, where illegal aliens were using social security numbers to get jobs. Uh, And uh, it was prosecuted out of uh, Kansas. Well, the Supreme Court has agreed with Kansas uh, and uh, they're going to hear the, the um, uh, they're going to hear the court case. Uh, The key in the case uh, is uh, that um, whether or not these uh, folks who are using false social security numbers and paying into the system, this is what the um, this is what their lawyers, what the lawyers for the illegal aliens are saying. Since they're paying into the system and never taking out, then uh, this uh, the the false use of a uh, social security number is not that bad. That's what they're claiming. However, uh, the Kansas uh, Solicitor General Stephen McAllister he says that the victims of identity theft can face devastating consequences. Yes, that's right, because while you have some that are paying in and maybe not taking out, I kind of doubt that, but, you know, maybe not taking out, you've got others that are definitely taking out, taking out. And they are using, again, they are using false documents. It is a fraud case. Many people are being victimized. Many citizens are victimized by because illegal aliens have have committed a fraud uh, by stealing their identity and their social security number. It's amazing to me how these e- the lawyers for illegal, illegal aliens can claim that allowing states to use federal documents to prosecute illegal aliens could lead to discrimination. That's what they're, that's what they're worried about, that it's going to lead to discrimination against illegal aliens. Uh, I mean, you know, that's like saying, well, you know, uh, uh, arresting a criminal uh, could lead uh, to discrimination about uh, on, on uh, you know on that individual on on the rest of the criminals. Well, you know, I'm sorry. So uh, so anyway, the justice is going to hear uh, an appeal, and uh, it, it looks it looks very very promising on that aspect of it. Also, also uh, this past um, week, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Trump administration in in uh, deciding. Federal officials can detain uh, illegal immigrants or illegal aliens at a time at at any time for possible deportation, uh, even after they've served their time for other crimes. So let me explain this. Let me make sure that you understand. There are sanctuary communities, particularly the sanctuary state of California and New York, where a an illegal alien criminal who has committed a crime, an illegal uh, who has committed a crime, a state and local crime, is held uh, but not uh, long enough for the uh, uh, not long enough for the ICE folks to come and pick him up. In fact, in some cases, they're not the ICE folks are not even uh, advised to come and pick him up. In other cases, the states of California and New York 
have said that since this illegal alien has served crime for uh, have served time rather for a crime, then therefore it's double jeopardy for him to uh, or her to be picked up by ICE and immigration and uh, detained and deported, possibly deported. Well, undoubtedly deported. So uh, in many cases, and, and they, they have been arguing that uh, it's just not fair for the illegal alien to be the criminal illegal alien to be held and then uh, turned over to ICE. You know, my friends, however, on a daily basis, on a daily basis, we read of how uh, an illegal alien that has been detained has committed a second crime, in some cases a very violent crime. You know, it, it, the uh, this law, this uh, court case rather, really, really opens it up so that uh, the Border Patrol, so that the uh, ICE rather, uh, so that uh, immigration folks can come in and pick up these people. Uh, Judge uh, Sam uh, Samuel uh, Alito, he wrote uh, that um, the court has held time and time again. Uh, that uh, an official's crucial duties are better carried out later than never. In other words, in other words, if if the state has caught this criminal who is illegally in the United States, and uh, ICE did not, well, then that's fine and dandy. ICE can still pick him up because now he's found to be here illegally in the United States, and so it's better late than never. He rejected uh, uh, the uh, court. Uh, re- rejected uh, the argument by the lawyers uh, representing the illegal aliens uh, that uh, you know that uh, they uh, are subject to mandatory uh, detention only if they are arrested on the day that they walk out. They, they, they you know, they they said no. That's you know, it is it is a person who has committed a crime already being in the United States illegal. So therefore, if they get picked up for a crime for stealing a car then what they've done is added to the crime of being in the United States illegally, which makes sense, folks, which makes absolute sense. I just don't understand. I really, really don't understand how folks can reject this. You know, let me close this section once again, my friends. Let me close this, this segment by reminding everybody, reminding everybody that what is the point of being a citizen, a lawful legal citizen of the United States, if illegal aliens, if people who entered the country illegally are given the same constitutional rights, privileges, and benefits. And when I'm talking about benefits, we're talking about, once again, uh, this this situation that we read about in in Lordsburg, uh, New Mexico, where the illegal aliens are bumping folks, uh, citizens in that area, who receive, who, uh, to receive health, uh, uh, attention to receive medical attention and uh, you know, it, they're bumping the citizens. I mean, folks, where is the logic that, or the logic for a, a judge to sit and say that uh, they can use uh, uh, false documents to get uh, licenses. There's nothing wrong with that. I, uh, folks, we have a real problem. We have a real, real problem in America with some with, with some liberals. Once again, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on KLUP, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of free. Freedom burning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas on KLUP 930 AM, The Answer. So let's chat. Let's chat 
about two very, very interesting te- Texans. Well, actually, we're going to talk about three of them, but uh, two of them who are running for uh, for president and uh, causing a stir here in uh, in South Texas, uh, particularly among the uh, Hispanic uh, voters in Texas. Uh, no, and that's that's you know no none other than than uh, Julian Castro, the former mayor of San Antonio, who's running for president, and uh, of course Francis Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke, who is also who uh, running for uh, president. He just announced uh, last week that he was going to um, he was going to uh, run for for uh, for president because uh, you know which is very very interesting. Now, let me let me let me. Uh, add this real quick. Uh, this little footnote that he makes his announcement, my friends, on Vanity Fair magazine. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I've got to laugh about that because if you're going to make a political statement, if you're going to talk to a political audience, if you're going to say anything about politics, it would seem that you would do that via a political magazine or a political a media uh, vehicle. I mean, it would just seem that that's the, what, what, what you would do, not on Vanity Fair. Um, or maybe that tells you exactly, you know, a little bit about his character. Um, but at any rate, um, he's announced for president. Uh, Joaquin, or Julian, rather, Julian, the former mayor, he announced uh, that he was going to run for, for president back uh, in January. And now his twin brother, Julian's twin brother, Joaquin, uh, the congressman, he has decided that he is going to um, leave his uh, congressional seat and he's going to challenge Texas Republican Senator uh, John Cornyn. Uh, Joaquin, of course, is joining now his uh, twin brother, Julian, who is running for president in a new political adventure, I call it, a new political adventure. Joaquin Castro. So let's talk about first. Uh, the congressman, uh, and then we'll talk about uh, the one that's running for uh, for president, Julian, and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Beto because this this, this is a situation between Beto and uh, and uh, Julian is going to get very very interesting. Uh, at any rate, uh, Joaquin Castro he's decided the congressman uh, Joaquin has uh, decided to announce that uh, he's going to challenge um, John Cornyn, the uh, senator. And um, it, it, it's going to be very, very interesting because uh, word has it. Now, this is this is this is what I've heard from from a lot of the um, the uh, Republican pundits, uh, Republican uh, folks that that write and and consult. Um, they were they were telling me that uh, Cornyn was genuinely uh, worried that uh, Beto might uh, run for for U.S. Senate against Cornyn, against him, and he was he was actually kind of kind of worried about that. Well, now uh, I'm told that um, he just I mean he's taking the he's certainly taking Joaquin serious, but uh, he doesn't feel that it's that Joaquin is just this is the same kind of threat as uh, as as Beto would have been. So uh, Joaquin has made, um, you know, I mean, the problem with Joaquin is that he's made some 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 gaffes, some, some dubious uh, news lately. Back in October, he accused President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Jared Kushner, of orchestrating. Literally, he accused him on Twitter of orchestrating the death of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi. I, really, he actually did that on Twitter, and then he, and then later that same day, he had to scramble to clarify to clarify his comment. Back in November here in San Antonio, back in November during the election, uh, he publicly complained about the presence of a San Antonio police patrol car at a voting site. And he claimed um, that their presence was intimidating voters. Well, immediately he got a slap back from the police union because they weren't doing anything other than sitting in the uh, in the parking lot. I mean, for crying out loud. Most recently, he has challenged President uh, he, he's challenged President Trump's emergency declaration to build the wall uh, on the border, completely, completely ignoring uh, all of the news items, all of the reports that uh, you know that uh, yours truly here and many, many others are, uh, are are making. You know, we're giving daily examples 
of, uh, of what is happening at the border. And he, Joaquin, the congressman, uh, bucks the president's uh, emergency declaration and claims that there's no problem. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Joaquin's twin brother, uh, Julian, let's talk about him, the former mayor. Uh, he, uh, he has a couple of things that he's made wrong, done wrong. Um, but mostly, mostly, uh, the big thing that happened recently, the most recently, in fact, last week was when Julian went publicly, um, uh, to announce, uh, his supporters at the same day that, uh, O'Rourke, that Beto was announcing his, his, um, uh, that was announcing his presidential candidacy and uh, immediately, immediately fellow Democrats criticized Julian for releasing his list of, of uh, supporters uh, on the same day that, uh, that Beto was uh, announcing his uh, candidacy. Some Democrats viewed that ta- that, that um, timing, the timing of, of, uh, of uh, Castro's endorsement list as being unsportsmanlike, their words, unsportsmanlike. Some of the endorsers, even worse, some of the endorsers were surprised to learn that their names were released without uh, consulting them. And at least, at least one of the officials on that list, he came out later and announced that he was neutral on the race. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, again, impetuous, uh, silly, ignorant. I don't know. I don't know which what you could call it. Uh, Mayor Julian. Uh, he's, uh, his attempt to show the political strength, um, on, uh, O'Rourke's announcement days, it really, really fell flat with a lot of Texas Democrats. And that, I think that's gonna, that's gonna hurt him ultimately. Uh, Colin Strother, for example, Colin Strother, who is a Democrat, uh, uh, strategist here in Texas, he called Castro's release a petty move. <laughs> if it was an effort to rain on Beto's Parade. It was ill-conceived," said uh, Strother. I, you know, I, you've got to, you've got to understand. You got to understand that the twins, the Castro twins, you know, are off on political on a new political adventure. But the fact is that unless the liberal news helps them, like they tried to help Beto, and we'll give you some examples in a little bit on that, uh, their gaffes are going to get them in trouble, my friends. Their gaffes are going to get them in trouble. Mayor Julian's poor management record uh, as a mayor, as well as uh, HUD secretary. There's, there were about half a million dollars that uh, were not accounted for in, at HUD that haven't been accounted for uh, at HUD under, um, under Castro's watch. And uh, Joaquin's poor, the congressman's poor legislative uh, track records are things that, you know, we've got to look at. And uh, hopefully that'll be examined. The other things, you know, the other three things that I would, I would, Add to this. Uh, remember, you know, we've got to question their integrity and honesty. The Castro twins. Remember, uh, I, I don't know how many of you here in San Antonio remember back uh, about four or five, about four or five years ago, when uh, the two Castro twins switched. Uh, I can't remember, but one of them was supposed to be on a river parade float during Fiesta Week, and he couldn't do it, so the other one took his place. And didn't say anything about it. So people literally thought that uh, Twin 1 was uh, on the float when it was actually Twin 2. And uh, it caused quite a roar. I mean, they thought they thought it caused a roar for, for, for two things. First of all, their, their deceptiveness. And then secondly, their response to it, thinking that it was cute, that it was really, really funny. Uh, mayor Julian, uh, while, he was ma- while he was the mayor rarely attended the citizens to be heard sessions, rarely attended them, you know, and, uh, you know, if you're not interested in hearing the citizens, well, what kind of mayor are you? You know, uh, the mayor, Julian also told me personally, personally on one occasion that he was elected mayor, that he was elected mayor to decide what's best for, uh, the city, what policy and action to take that he, it was his decision. Well, you know, what about a representative's form of government? I mean, doesn't that matter? Then uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, about Beto. Uh, you know, everybody had raised a lot of eyebrows among Democrats because he raised $6 million online in a 24-hour period. That's a lot of money. 
<laughs> That's a lot of money. And immediately he started outpacing his rivals in the Dem- for the Democratic nomination. That'll be very, very interesting, my friends. Very, very interesting how the other uh, folks like Joe Biden, uh, like Kamala Harris, how they're going to respond to this. I mean, you know, uh, let's face it. Beto is, uh, is a new face. And uh, in my opinion, he just doesn't have the, the political maturity. But then again, neither did Obama and he won. Um, Beto also made uh, a splash this past week because he talked about how he had been afforded privileges in his life because of his race and gender. You know, so, OK, so he, you've been afforded those. You know, if you feel that you've been afforded those uh, uh, those privileges. Now what? Okay, now you're running for president. Do you want an even bigger privilege? It'll be very, very interesting to see how that uh, how that how that all plays out and how he responds to it. You know, he was uh, he was also criticized. My friends, he went to Iowa and uh, O'Rourke was criticized for joking about that. uh, His his wife has raised the family, the the kids. Uh, Again, it shows a certain characteristical, a certain characteristic flaw that uh, that Beto has. Call it immaturity, call it impetuousness, call it, uh, you know, uh, the, the spin that Vanity Fair gave him was that they called it honesty. <laughs> well, I don't think so. My friends, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP, the answer in San Antonio. Thank you very much. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.